Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Thousand Islands Baptist Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. Well, here's a simple question. When was the last time you really felt like you worshipped the Lord? Hopefully it wasn't that long ago because as believers, we are called to give God glory and praise all the time. Unfortunately for a lot of people, we're just so caught up in our lives and the busyness of our lives and all that goes on that it's too easy that we can go a long period of time without really giving God worship. Now, obviously, you don't need to go to church to worship the Lord. We can worship the Lord when we arise in the morning, when we go to bed at night, throughout the day, we can worship the Lord. But there is something unique and special and God-ordained about worshiping collectively. You see, that's the purpose of what church is. And I realize that many have been hurt by the institution of church and the things that have happened and what people have said to us and how we've been disappointed by other people and on and on. I've been through it too, believe me. But it doesn't remove the responsibility that I have to worship the Lord because God is worthy to be worshipped. And that's my primary focus when I go to worship him in church collectively with other believers This is not something that somebody made up. The gathering of God's people together is the Lord's idea. It was his purpose in gathering believers together to worship him in music and worship him in the teaching and the preaching of the word, in the reading of the word and prayer, the breaking of bread, and even in baptism. This was the Lord's idea, not ours, because the Lord wants believers to worship him. But worship isn't something new. It didn't just happen randomly when the apostles started the New Testament church. Worship is giving God the glory that is due to him. It's just giving God praise. When we go back at the Christmas story, what we find is worship that is genuine and real through Mary. You see, back in Luke chapter 1, Mary had gone to see Elizabeth. And at that time, she realized that that child within her was going to be the Messiah. And Elizabeth realized that the child within her, in her old age, was going to be the foretold Elijah, John the Baptist. And therefore, the two of them realized how important it was that they understood how good and how glorious the Lord was. And so Mary gives what we call uh, the Magnifica, or she declares that the Lord is magnificent. And in her declaration, or literally her song, she says, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. She starts off by talking about her soul magnifies the Lord and her spirit rejoices. 
And in doing so, she makes the distinction between her soul and her spirit. Now, what is that distinction? When she says, my soul does magnify the Lord, it is her mind, her, her being, her comprehension, her logic, everything within her understanding of God, her soul, her knowledge of God does magnify him. And her spirit, her very essence of who she is as a person, rejoices in God my Savior. And Mary was talking about every aspect of her logic, every aspect of her mind, every aspect of her being, every aspect of her soul, every aspect of who she was, was rejoicing in the Lord. That is worship. Now, Mary wasn't gathered together with a group of people because the church really hadn't started, not until that child of hers would be born and eventually crucified and the disciples would start that at Pentecost. But even so, her worship was genuine and real. He says, for he hath looked upon my low estate of this handmaiden. For behold, and from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. This was the reason why she was magnifying God. You know, some of the times that we need to do is take inventory of our lives and say to ourselves, why is it that I worship the Lord? What has he done in my life that I should worship him? Well, certainly, the answer ultimately is the Lord needs to be worshipped regardless of what he's done in your life. But certainly, he is our shepherd. He is the one who watches over us. He is the one who provides us good things. He is the one who cares about us intimately. And so he does do great things in your life. So Mary said, for he had looked upon me in my lowest state. The Lord saw me as not someone who was educated or someone who had lots of money or somebody who had all sorts of privilege. But in my lowest state, the Lord loved me. It didn't matter what condition I came to the Lord in. It didn't matter that I didn't have everything that the world had. The Lord loved me, and therefore, because of that, I give him worship. There was a very intimate and personal reason. I'm sure that all of us who are listening can think of reasons why the Lord should be worshipped for just for the things that he's done in our lives. Oh, yeah, our lives have been tough, and you've been through some brutal times as a believer in Christ. He's never left you. He's never abandoned you. He's never walked away from you for a moment. He's never turned his head away from you. He's never neglected one of your prayers. You may think he has, but he hasn't. The Lord has done everything he promised he would do. He has been the shepherd of you. You're his lamb. And as the shepherd, he has taken care of you. And we need to appreciate that as well. Now look what Mary says here. She goes on to describe the reasons why the Lord should be worshipped. First of all, she says, holy is his name. God is holy. That means he is separated from everything that is unholy. 
He's perfect, and everything else is imperfect. God is glorious. God is holy. God is perfect. And we need to worship him just for that fact alone, that he is not tainted by the world or tainted by sin or tainted by the things that so often ruin us, the temptations of our hearts and our minds and the failures of our flesh. He is holy. second reason we need to worship the Lord is that what she continues to say, his mercy is to generation unto generations. God is a merciful God. That means he bestows upon you forgiveness over and over and over and over and over and over again. He never ceases to forgive you when you come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. That's mercy. The third reason that Mary gives as to why we need to worship the Lord is what she continues to say in this song. She says, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. He hath put down the princes from their thrones, and he has exalted them to low degree. See, the other reason why we need to exalt and praise the Lord today is that he is a mighty God. God is in control. He is sovereign. He rules this world in majesty. You say, well, I don't see that, because when I look at the news, all I see is chaos. Well, don't get your theology from the news or the newspaper or the Internet or Facebook or anything else. That's not where we get our theology from. The Lord is in control, and he is glorious. He is ruling this world in perfect majesty. His might is worthy to be praised. The fourth reason she gives us is this. The hungry he hath filled with good things, and the rich he hath set empty away. He hath given help to Israel, his servant, that he might remember his mercy. Fourth reason why Mary worshipped the Lord was because the Lord was faithful to his people. Understand this. The Lord is faithful to you. You may not realize he's faithful to you. You may even feel that somehow the Lord has turned his back on you. But the Lord is faithful to you. You may even think that it's not that important that your life is consumed with so many other things. But you know what? The Lord's there for you. Return to him and find the faithfulness of God. Understand that when we disobey him and when we find ourselves involved in sin in our lives and when we fall and when we fail and we hurt ourselves and when we even hurt others, the Lord is full of mercy, gracious, low to anger, bounding in love. He is a God of faithfulness. And so for these reasons, Mary sang that song to Elizabeth and declared the worthiness and the worship that the Lord is due. And so I started this podcast by asking the question, when was the last time you worshipped the Lord? Well, I ask you again, have you worshipped the Lord today? Have you just stopped and said, thank you, Lord? Not gone to him with a whole bunch of prayer requests, which are okay in themselves, but sometimes we just need to stop and say, Lord, thank you. I praise you. 
Lord, I haven't acted like I should. I have not been the person that I should be. And I find myself in the consequences sometimes of my actions. But Lord, I praise you that you are worthy. We want to help you in any way possible. So therefore, go to our website, standinggrace.com. There you'll find the means to contact us if you need someone to talk to or pray with you. I'm Alan McQuarrie. We will continue our next podcast. But remember, God is faithful, God is good, and he is your Savior, worthy for you right now. Just to close your eyes and say, thank you, Lord. I praise you. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi, inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Thousand Islands Baptist Church in Brockville, Ontario, and to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.